0: I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney Parks and Resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Jessica Krasny about her ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion and her reception at American Adventure Rotunda in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations, and how she chose to have her wedding at Disney, and how it all turned out. So welcome, Jessica.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm so happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to be married at Disney.
1: Oh, wow. Well, it's been a journey. So anybody that's been following me and my journey on the Diz Brides Facebook page probably knows that this is my fifth date with Disney weddings. Um, I've postponed four other times and lucky number five was, was the wedding date. But back in the day, when I first met Elliot almost nine years ago, I let him know that if he ever were to marry me, that we would have to do it at Disney. And that was part of the package deal and so we you know we dated for a really long time and he proposed actually at Disney it was our first solo trip there together we had gone with my parents in the past a couple times and he proposed there and you know we just we we knew it was going to be at Disney we were super excited i think we even went to visit the wedding pavilion on that trip and my parents of course knew i think i was a little girl maybe 3 or 4 looking out the monorail and and saying you know, I'm going to get married there one day, and so everybody in my family knew. And Elliot was has been on board since day one, so I'm very lucky with with that aspect.
0: That's fantastic. And so your friends and family were not surprised. Were his friends and family surprised you chose Disney?
1: A little bit. I think Elliot is from kind of the middle of nowhere in Michigan. We're both from Michigan, but he's more from like you know rural country. So I think his parents were kind of you know, why don't you just get married in our backyard on our land? And while that is some people's dream, that was not my dream. I think everybody was pretty excited when they found out we were having a Disney wedding. But nobody really knew what that meant. Because none of our guests except for Elliot and I, and my parents had really ever been to Disney before. So it was really interesting to As somebody that now currently lives in Orlando, it was really interesting to try and explain and kind of dump all of my Disney knowledge on people that have no idea what a dining reservation is, no idea what a fast pass is. But at the end of the day, I think people were very excited to have a trip. Obviously, we asked them to come pre-COVID, which is different than what we had promised them, you know, two or three years ago is a little bit different than what they got. But I think that everybody still had a fantastic time and just loved it.
0: Oh, that's so great to hear. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to be there?
1: We had invited 30 guests. 26 came. And the missing four people were my sister-in-law. She had her three kids and her husband did not come because they were not vaccinated. But if they were vaccinated, they would have been there. I see. Okay. Okay. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. And it was the best decision we have ever made. That was probably our favorite part. We had a fantastic room block specialist. She was so incredible. It was so easy for us to add rooms. And we just, we just loved our experience with her. Made it so easy and so simple. And our guests loved that they could book online.
0: Oh, that's cool. Which resorts did you choose?
1: We chose one value, one moderate, and one deluxe. We chose Pop Century for our value resort. We chose Caribbean Beach. And we chose Beach Club for the deluxe. And all of them were on the Skyliner route, so everybody was connected. But I think almost everybody except for two families stayed at Caribbean Beach.
0: I see. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding and did that change over your five date changes?
1: <laughs> it kind of did. We always stuck to a Friday. Those Saturday dates can be just unruly with the with the pricing. So we always stuck to a Friday with the exception of our final date. We had picked a Friday for our fourth date and when I had called Disney to discuss the COVID Restrictions with how many people could be in the rooms, we were told that we wouldn 't fit in our original venue, so they told us that we could move to a Thursday and have American adventure, and I said, "Well, okay, how can I turn that down?" And then we also got approved for a 5 pm ceremony in tandem with the American Adventure, which is not normally a common thing. I think normally you have to do it with the 7:30 p.m ceremony. Um, We didn't have any issues getting the 5 p.m. It wasn't difficult at all. But I know it probably depends on the day of the week and how busy it is. But overall, you know, Disney's schedule kind of pinholed us into the day based on venue availability and ceremony time.
0: Okay. And so you always knew you wanted the wedding pavilion for your ceremony. What reception venue did you choose originally before switching to American Adventure?
1: Ah, yes. Uh, So we had... St. James Hall at the boardwalk pre-COVID, I hated that room. It, It was not what I wanted at all. I hated it so much that I actually originally had planned to purchase a very, very, very expensive floral ceiling to cover the entire room just so I didn't have to see it as much. And that kind of went out the window when we moved to American Adventure, which is just beautiful. But when you have such a small guest count, you don't really have those grandiose options, those really great in-park options available to you as much. So we were really actually lucky with COVID, kind of expanded our horizons, got us out of St. James because we were funnily too big of a party to fit in that small room now. But with American Adventure, it was actually the perfect guest count. So we had originally picked St. James just because of the, of the small, we had a small party, there weren't a lot of unique options, and then COVID hit, and it kind of kind of worked in our favor.
0: Got it. Now, you didn't end up having a floral ceiling, but you did do a lot of interesting things to customize the floral and decor at your reception, like your storybook backdrop, behind the sweetheart table. Can you talk a little bit about what you added and how you came up with those ideas?
1: Sure. So we did do the storybook backdrop, and then I also added tons of floral onto the storybook backdrop below it. And then we also did a ton of customization. Actually, we we didn't keep anything standard. We upgraded the chairs. We upgraded the plates to have custom. I think they were called mismatched china. We had upgraded the flatware to be all antique gold. We upgraded the cups and glasses to be all crystal. And it's funny because. We were not offered any of those things actually at all by Disney. Elliot actually found a website that I believe Disney works with. Uh, There's a company that that I think Disney rents a lot of this stuff from. And our florist, I think, forgot to remove a link from one of the proposals that she had sent over. And Elliot found it. And that's where we saw all of those options that were potentially available to us. And we approached Disney and said, "Hey, that you know, this stuff is way cooler than than what you know than the white plate that you had originally offered us. We want all of this stuff. It was an upcharge for sure, but you know, we only get to do it once."
0: And can you tell my listeners a little bit about that storybook backdrop because it's so beautiful and they're going to want to (laughs) know? (laughs) Sure.
1: Okay, so um, it wasn't easy. It was kind of a headache. The storybook backdrop, I think everybody wants to know because you see it on Instagram. You want it. Of course you want it. It's the coolest thing. But you don't just get the one on – there isn't a one on Instagram. That's that's, that's the sad part about it. So there isn't one that's just sitting around that you can just bring out. The way that they explain it is it's a prop, but you have to customize the prop. So even if you say, I want it to look like the one on Instagram – it's still going to cost the astronomical amount of money that it cost. And they will make it look like the one on Instagram. You don't get to keep the book. And they're just going to, you know, they'll print the page out and stick it on the book prop. You can customize it to have it say whatever you want. You can have it say your names. You can put any picture that, that you want. You can have them design something for you. Or you can say, I want it to look like the one that I see on the show or whatever, and, and they will, they will do it for you, but it doesn't change the cost. I kind of thought, you know, there, there was going to just be that book prop that said a tale as old as time, just like the one I see, you know, on the Disney websites, but that just wasn't the case. We went back and forth a lot through our florist actually was the one who helped us. And she went back and forth between us and the designer to kind of get it just like how we want it. We wanted it to look just like the one that we had seen on Instagram.
0: Got it. Okay. Now, with your reception in the park, this probably limited your options, but did you use any outside vendors for your event?
1: So, we went outside with photography, which was a fantastic decision. I would really recommend that to somebody if that's a an option for them. I think you're allowed to do that with no matter where you are. I did use a florist for my Personal bouquet saved me a lot of money, but budget was not really my concern. It was more the styling. I was a little bit unsure about how Disney was going to do my bouquet, so I did go with an outside vendor for that, as well as the corsages for the moms. Her name was Flowers by Leslie, and she was fantastic. She actually delivered everything to my room, and then when I had my castle shoot two days after my wedding, She had brought me a second bouquet around 9 p.m. the night before the castle shoot. And she like brought me a duplicate bouquet. It was a little bit smaller than my ceremony bouquet. And it was great. I actually didn't end up needing the second bouquet because mine did last. And it was perfectly alive by the castle shoot. But, you know, I still got another one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I used Carolyn Allen for my steaming. And they were phenomenal highly recommend. I used Moonstone Artistry for makeup. And I went with Switzer Films for videography. And again, they were just, they're worth every penny.
0: And how did you choose your officiant?
1: I think that was one of the easiest decisions that we had this whole time. We got the recommended officiant list from Disney way back when, pre-COVID, pre-everything. And Rini Silverman stuck out for so many reasons. She was so professional. She had a very professional website, and she appeared to have a lot of experience with Disney weddings, which, of course, she does. Then her website mentioned the magic wand, and I think we were kind of sold from there. But we contacted her and talked to her a lot at great length about what we were looking for. We knew we wanted to use her customized package. I think she has a lot of different packages to help all different kinds of couples out. And once we chose our package, she sent us, I kid you not, like 50 or 60 samples of other couples' wedding ceremonies. Wow. And we read through everyone and kind of prepared for like a big Skype call with her where we got to know each other. I cannot stress enough how helpful she was. She was with us every step of the way facilitating conversations between us and Disney. Like she she was really giving us guidance and feedback and strength during all of our postponements. And she gave us, she came to us with suggestions. She would come to us and say, you know, it'd be weeks since we had said, hey, I think our ceremony is done. And she'd come back and say, what about this? What about this? What about this add on? Or we'd postpone again. And she'd say, well, now we should add this in there. Now we should add this in there. And I feel like we gained, you know, a a friend in this this experience when everything seemed so dark and seemed so sad. She just kept reminding us how wonderful our ceremony was going to be. And at the end of the day, the ceremony is what matters. It's not about the fork or the storybook or any of that. It was her. And everybody could not stop talking about her all night. All of our guests just said, your day was magical because of Rini. Oh. And I, I couldn't agree more. I it just felt so electric in there. Our ceremony just felt so us. It felt so personal. She was open to every idea she that we had. And she was so honest with us. You know, we had really long vows. And she just said, Hey, your vows are kind of long, but you do you you know, this is your day. Um <laughs> And she even helped us each individually and privately edit our vows. And she gave us feedback. I cannot stress enough how wonderful she was, even on the day of the rehearsal when we met her. Disney was a little off their game, I would say. And, and she, was, she would really recenter everybody and refocus everybody. And she was like the, the beacon of hope during our rehearsal. And she was just like the shining light that got us through. And... Just phenomenal. From beginning to end, invest in your officiant because they're going to make the whole day. That's
0: wonderful. Did you have any kind of entertainment at the
1: reception? Did. We had brought in the Dapper Dans. So we had them do two 15-minute sets throughout the night. And they actually they performed from the balcony of the American Adventure Rotunda. They sang up there. And the Disney team had like, had arranged our tables in a way that all of our guests would be able to see them up there. I think for COVID reasons, they had to perform from the top floor. And then they actually did come down on the bottom floor and they played their like little bell chimes. Uh, They did a couple songs. They did the electrical parade song and it was like super magical and all of our guests loved it. And we also did a Soren ride mix in as well.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Did you do that between the ceremony and the reception or did you leave the reception to do
1: that? We actually left the reception. So we did, it was like dinner, then we cut the cake, then we rode Soren, and then we came back and had dessert and all of our, we had a big dessert spread and then also the cake as well. Okay,
0: great. Speaking of dessert and cake, do you have any menu items, desserts, or cake flavors you would recommend?
1: Yes. (laughs) So I love zebra domes. I love them. I could eat 50 zebra domes if you let me. And I also love that jungle juice. So that Mickey's Adventurous Dessert Package was a huge must for us. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that is for me. So highly recommend that. Our whole menu, for the most part, was all action stations. We had nearly, I think, every action station that we could purchase. And it was so classy and so elevated. I'm not a plated meal kind of person. I'm super picky when it comes to food. And I feel like the plated food kind of comes out like weird at a lot of weddings I've been to in the past. So the action stations were like super elegant and but still had that buffet kind of a feeling that I was going for as a picky eater, but it had like the people serving and, you know, it felt a lot more upscale. A lot of our guests said that it was the first wedding that they'd been to where the food was actually like hot. And I, that was a great compliment. Yeah. Um, for cake, we did chocolate with hazelnut crunch and marble with dark chocolate. So nothing crazy. I don't even think that Elliot and I ate our wedding cake on the day of I think we had like the little piece that we fed each other and I I just ate zebra domes so (laughs) I don't remember the 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 top layers in our freezer so we'll have it we'll have it next year
0: all right as long as you promise that you will have it at some point (laughs) we will have
1: it for sure I will eat the whole thing
0: (laughs) so then did you add any other events around your day like a dessert party or a welcome party
1: We did not, I really wanted people to come and not be on a schedule. I knew the wedding day was gonna be a long day and people were coming and paying their own money and spending their own money and time, taking time off work to have a vacation in my mind. So I didn't want to strap them down to any extra events. We were originally going to have a dessert party with our wedding, but with no fireworks We decided to just have our dessert package, which was the Mickey's Adventurous Dessert Package, just inside. We still did our Terrace Diffler cocktail hour outside, same place we would have had the dessert party, so I still got to have that little bit of magic there. But we we really didn't want to strap anybody down to any extra events because everybody just kept thanking us that they got to have a little vacation.
0: That's great. I'm so glad to hear that because I agree that guests should be able to actually enjoy the destination that you're bringing them to. And so that's Mm -hmm. why they appreciated it. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran?
1: Sure. So, you know, we got up, I had the steamer and the hair and makeup show up. Tip is that we had um, the beach club room service. Uh, We called them the night before and we had them cater some bagels and cream cheese and jams and coffee and orange juice and like little fruit cups. We had to deliver that like in the morning so that when our when our guests showed up, everybody kind of had like a little spread to choose from. Um, everybody that got their hair and makeup done in our room. Um, it was a really nice little bonus because everybody was, I think, hungry and on a little bit of an edge. And I think it, and people saw the food and they were like, oh, OK, we get to eat. <laughs> so that was really great. Um, my, my groom actually went to the Art of Shaving. He drove himself there. Um, my dad also went with him, and they loved that. They got shaved at like 10 in the morning and said it was just phenomenal. I got into my dress. We did some pictures around the resort because they had just lifted that mask restriction outside. So my photographer and I did a lot of pictures outside at Beach Club. And then we headed on over for the ceremony. We did some brief pictures at the wedding pavilion. And then um, Elliot and I actually wanted to make it to our cocktail hour, which I know is unusual for some people. But we really wanted to go to the cocktail hour at Epcot at Terrace de Fleur. And the reason was is because we really wanted to walk through Epcot. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to walk through Epcot in my dress. And so that is exactly what we did. We walked from France all the way to America through the World Showcase. And then we went in, had dinner, we cut our cake, went to Sorin, we came back for dessert. And then um, something that Elliot and I did that was really special is we did a last dance where we had all of our guests leave and get back on the bus to go home for the night. And then um, we like pretty crazy music, like pretty crazy, like death metal music. So uh, <laughs> we had everybody leave and then we had our lovely DJ play our crazy song. And it was just us in there, and it was a very magical thing. So if that's something that's important to anybody, you can do that, and it was really special.
0: That's wonderful. Okay, so when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects? where you focused your attention or your budget?
1: So we went all out. We didn't really have a budget, and we just went all out. So even, you know, we kind of started out, we, we had this joke, kind of running joke in in the family where my mom, you know, we'd start out being like, do we really need to upgrade the chairs? And we would say, a chair is just a chair, you know, and it's it's fine. And then all of a sudden, you look at the chair options and a chair is not just a chair. There's many <laughs> chairs. And so um, we really went crazy, even down, like I said, to the forks and the and the cups. We didn't leave anything plain. Um, We really focused on making sure everybody felt really entertained. We didn't want to have a dull moment. I knew with about 30 people, it wasn't going to be like a crazy, raucous reception that you're thinking of, like a typical 200-person wedding. Um, One, I'm just not – that's not me. And two, you know, 30 people and some of them are old folks. It's probably not going to be the case. So we wanted to keep it really lively and – Um, Make sure that there wasn't a dull moment. That's kind of where we spent all the money. And then, you know, videography, huge investment there, but very worth it. So I would say overall, you know, the entertainment, we went super all out on decor with the custom book, spared no expense at the floral Spared no expense at the very fine details. Um, I told them I really wanted our guests to just look at the table even and just go, oh my God, who, who thought of this, right? That was, that was kind of like the, the feeling I was going for was just like overwhelming opulence.
0: Got it. So then were there aspects that were less important, even if you weren't saving money, maybe where you saved your effort?
1: Sure. So I didn't really um, over-decorate the wedding pavilion It was just a preference thing. I didn't really like the look of the aisle runner and they were so expensive. The carpet there is just gorgeous and it just, it matches. And we really just went with the candelabras with the floral on top and then the floral garland across the altar. And it was just perfect. And everything that was in there got repurposed into the reception, which was a huge bonus because everything in there was so beautiful. It would have been a shame to get wasted. We also didn't do a ton of decor for the cocktail hour. Everybody was just wanting to eat, and you're outside at Epcot, so I think we had a little flower bloom in the center of each table, and most people weren't even sitting at their tables, honestly. When we had arrived, people were all up and mingling, so nobody was really sitting at the table anyways. And then we also did not get a special cake-cutting knife, because it was not a very monumental moment. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really cool, but I would not. I mean, I think Disney charges a lot of money for those. And I just kept thinking like, what am I going to do with it afterwards? And it seems so expensive. So um, I'm really glad that I didn't get one because I feel like that was the point in the day where I was like, that's it. That was the cake cutting. I thought it was going to be a much more like, and here's the cake. But it was more just like, here's a knife. Cut this really quick because we got to move on to the next thing. <laughs> so I'm I'm really glad that I didn't get anything I didn't get, you know, sucked into that vortex of the the special cake cutting knife. So
0: out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day?
1: I would have to say that walk through Epcot. It was so magical that it made it a truly Disney wedding. We walked into Epcot through the back, which was cool in itself, and then Literally, the entire park was cheering for us and cheering for my like all my guests, and they walked us through like like they were like parting the red sea for us to walk through, and they had you know people with lights, and it felt like we owned the park, and I've never felt that way before. It just felt so magical. And Jojo Siwa was there, and she <laughs> called me over, and um, we took a picture together. So that was really cool. Um, <laughs> It was so memorable, I can't even put into words that walk through Epcot. I don't know if they normally allow that. I have not been to Epcot quite a few times, and I don't normally see that. But also, normally, I think the ceremony time for American Adventure is much, much later. So I would imagine maybe the park is closed by the time somebody would even get there. They originally wanted us to be shuttled directly into the back of American Adventure, Elliot and I, because we would be missing our whole cocktail hour but I let them know that it was extremely important for me to walk through the park in my dress because I'd I know I'd never get the opportunity to do it again right
0: now did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected
1: I would say I had a not so magical planning experience but my day turned out so wonderfully so I think I was more pleasantly surprised at how perfectly my day went there's only a couple like tiny snafus. I think my florist called me like two days before the wedding. I was eating a burrito (laughs) somewhere. And she said, so um, good news is you can now bring your guest book and your custom menus. But bad news is all of the tablecloths that you had picked out are dirty to the point that they cannot be used. So you need to pick new tablecloths. And mind you, I'm like eating a burrito. <laughs> so psychotic me somehow remembered like the names of the tablecloths that I was like, that were like my runners up that I had picked out like two years ago. Don't ask me how. <laughs> but um, I did, you know, pick my my second runner up choice was available. And actually, it was totally gorgeous on the day of. So worked out. But that was really like the only thing that kind of it was like a tiny hiccup, and it really wasn't a hiccup
0: That's great was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand, and then it turned out
1: not to be I would say the the Disney deadlines I think that uh, Disney makes a really big deal of like the thirty day mark the sixty day mark, the ninety day mark, and you know it kind of makes people shake in their boots because you know your wedding's on the line and there's a lot of money at stake. And it feels like they're just going to pull this rug out from underneath you and just say, wedding's over, no more wedding for you, you missed the deadline. But what happened was Disney was missing the deadline, not me. So, you know, at the end of the day, you're always going to be on Disney's timeline. But they're not, they're not hitting their deadlines half the time. And I was really stressed out over it and I didn't mean to be at all, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to get to me when they're going to get to me. My wedding wasn't done until pretty much the day of the wedding. But at the end of the day, it turned out perfectly. And, you know, don't stress if, if your contract is wrong and you need to get it revised, but it's past the deadline it's going to be okay. I think the deadlines are in place to save Disney's butt when if they were to get into some crazy trouble. But at the end of the day, it's fine. They don't even hit them. And don't worry if they don't reply to you at the 30-day mark or the 60-day mark. Right.
0: Okay. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now?
1: No. I really struggled throughout this process. I think I had a really crazy end of the stick here. I had, you know, five postponements. Um, I thought about canceling more than five times, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I really struggled with the communication that I had. But overall, was there anything I would do differently? No, because my day was so fabulous. I You could have never told me that all the crazy stuff that we went through to get to that day would have made the special day that it made because it was so incredible from start to finish. The real Disney showed up on our wedding day. I don't know where they were the other, you know, two and a half years, but the real Disney showed up on my wedding day, the, the Disney that I was expecting, and then some. So I would say, no, I wouldn't have done anything differently. I'm knowing what I know now. I just think I could have stressed a lot less.
0: Right. So do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples?
1: I think the biggest one and the one I see a lot of questions on is that planning session. I came to that planning session like I owned my own wedding planning company. I mean, I had my PowerPoints, I had my swatches, I had everything. And I actually did not keep a single thing from my planning session on the day of my wedding. So when I did my planning session, I thought it was like, this is it. This is my one chance to tell Disney what I want, how I feel. Um, And that's so not true. Um, If you don't know what you want on the day of your planning session, that is okay. If you don't know what colors you want, that's okay. If you want to change your colors the day after your planning session, do it. If you want to change your flowers 30 days before, do it. Because that's what I did. And I was so hung up on that day and I thought it was like be all end all and it's and it's just not. So take a deep breath, take your time. It was it was way more fun actually after the planning session cuz I got to digest a lot of the things I was shown. And and speaking of which, I think my other tip is be prepared to do a lot of the the searching and hunting and planning yourself. I think I was thinking that I was going to get a Disney wedding planner and what I what I would more categorize them as is, you know, your contract creator in, instead of planner. I was never really given suggestions by Disney. Like I had mentioned earlier, you know, Elliot had found a website that Disney rents plates and such from. And we would have never been offered that had we not found it ourselves. We would have never been offered the storybook had I not shown shown it to them those were not things that were offered to me so you know if you have an idea show it to disney they'll make it happen but they're probably not going to offer it to you up front
0: right that's great advice well jessica i think you've offered a lot of great advice and tips for anyone who's interested in getting married at walt disney world and i appreciate your taking the time
1: thank you so much for having me
0: that's our show for today i'm your host carrie hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the disney wedding podcast in the meantime send your comments questions and suggestions to info at Podcast.com. past shows are available in itunes and on the show site disneyweddingpodcast.com and for instant answers to all your disney's fairy tale weddings questions check out carrie hayward's fairy tale Weddings Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.